This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now, Where the Stars Fell is offering director's commentary to all Fable and Folly Plus supporters, still entirely ad-free. Fable and Folly Plus. Sign up today at fableandfolly.com slash plus. Are we just walking in there? Uh-huh. Should we uh, call them ahead of time? Nope. Are you nervous? Yeah, a little. He's just your cousin, which I'm a bit confused about. How so? Wouldn't he be your uncle? Since Lucifer was God's favorite angel before he fell. I mean, theology doctrine aside, the way I originally learned it was that God and Satan are like equal and opposing forces that have been there since the beginning. And brothers, I guess. God is his biological dad, and Satan is mine, and he called me his cousin, so... guess that clears things up? I don't know, man. There are a billion different sects of Christianity, and none of them agree with each other. Well, as a Jew, I certainly wouldn't know what that's like. Bloody hell, he's got guard dogs! Doesn't really seem like his scene. Well, it apparently is! I don't think that chihuahuas and elderly pugs are traditionally guard dogs. This retriever might as well be with its effort to take out my prosthetic. Of course you of all people hate animals. The only reason you're allowed to keep William Shakespeare is because he's in a tank. Francis. Dipna, Bernard, Jones, Valentine, off! Sorry, I had to make sure I picked up this little stray from the herd. That's kind of my entire thing. My name's Jesus, by the way. Christ. You guys like homemade kombucha?
Ed, it is so nice to finally meet you. I don't often get to meet new family, let alone this late in life. Oh, yeah. Lucy, you enjoying your kombucha? Are you speaking to me? Yes. Oh. Yes. Sorry, I couldn't tell if you were talking to the uh, other Lucy. <laughs> Little Lucia, patron saint of eye doctors, corgi mix. She's very charming. Yes, I think so too. So you're from Virginia? Sure am. Is that one of the dogs? Oh, no, that's Judy. Do they know about the reincarnation of Christ stuff? Oh, yeah, totally. Hey, Judas, uh, aren't you going to come say hi to the guests? Hi, guests. Judas? Yeah, can I fucking help you? Whoa, whoa, relax. This is family. Ed, Judas, Judas, Ed, and this is Ed's girlfriend, Lucy. Hello. Are they drinking my kombucha? Ed is the Antichrist. Oh, fuck me, really? Last time I checked. And the girlfriend just knows? Guardian angel. Fuck. Scooch over. Why are you here? To see my dad. Technically adoptive. The dad is a dick. Shocker. If you're the Antichrist, then... Apocalypse is coming. Yep. Damn. And you and Jesus are siblings? Cousins. Cousins. Can I ask you a question? No. Why do you have so many dogs? Welcome to J&J's Dog Sanctuary. Quaint. Finally. Do you like the kombucha? Yes. No. No. Jesus, if you could be a doll and get started on dinner for our... friends... My pleasure. We couldn't get you to quit? Neither could yours. Yeah, well... There's miracles, and then there's just bullshit. Is it weird? Is what weird? Oh, come on. No. No, no, fucking ask me. Okay. I saw that stupid passion play every Easter for 23 years. You're living with the guy. How the hell did that happen? Sometimes someone is dumb enough to give you a third chance, and you're smart enough to take it. What an innocuous statement that doesn't seem loaded with a bunch of shit that would piss off evangelicals. Yeah, well, they wouldn't be surprised I was the one that ended up, you know... Gender's kind of stupid when you get to be my age. Lucy's, you know, I'm... A body's just a body. You would say that. Oh, do not tell me I'm not very aware of my mortality these days. I said a body's just a body. Never said the universe wouldn't find some new shit to throw at you. He, uh... He run into a guy named Asmodeus those three days he was down there? Yeah. Oh. I, 
I'm sorry. He... If you say it out loud, it kind of just sounds human. Maybe that makes it worse. There's always been a name for it, unfortunately. I spent years trying to get rid of this thing. Just when it was starting to feel like mine again. Oh, get over yourself. Excuse me? Get over yourself. As someone who's made themselves a lot of bodies, they've all been mine. Look, you have to hold on to that shit, tooth and claw, man, because the moment you start thinking you're not responsible for your own actions, whether because of trauma or somebody else or whatever, you lose sight of the fact that that was still something you did. You have to own that shit, because if that shit was stupid, it is the only thing keeping you from doing it again. Right. Can definitely tell he's rubbed off on you. He's too nice. I'm not saying you should just get over it. I'm saying if you want to feel better, if you don't want to feel helpless to that, or all this, or whatever is out of your control this week, you have to say fuck you. Somebody did something that fucked you up. That is awful. But if you don't do something about it, you're just a person that they hurt. And I'll bet that doesn't feel good, huh? No. This isn't just about that Asmodeus asshole, is it? It's a long story. Yeah, I bet. They all are. When someone hurts you, they want you to stay hurt. You don't do something like that unless you intend it to be permanent. Do you want to let it stick and let them win? Or do you want to say fuck you and go be happy? (sighs) This shit's hard. Yeah. It sucks. Nobody ever said it wouldn't. And they never tell you how easy it is to just... Get bad. And not stop. It's not fair. What the hell are you even supposed to do with that? Why do we have to be wired this way, huh? Why does getting actually better have to be this super hard thing that takes a ton of effort, even though it's what your brain needs to work right? Well, then I don't know. I really think you should just kill yourself. Guess that didn't work out for either of us, huh? Thank God. Thank God. What's it feel like? Dying? Like falling asleep, except you can feel everything shutting down. The world ending around you. Wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. Here's hoping. If we pull this off. What are you gonna do? She says when the time comes, she's not gonna go. And if they try and come and take me, she won't let them. And do you believe her? The devil's my dad and I'm an atheist. I don't believe in anything. But I believe in her. Hey, hey, hey! Salmon's ready. We'll be in in a sec. Sounds good. What happened to your nicotine patches? I ate them. (laughs) You ate them? Yep. We are going to have an adult conversation about this later. I have no doubt we will. (sighs) The hell do you need nicotine patches for? Physical and mental are not the same thing. Right. 
So, uh... What's the situation with you two? I'd stop talking if I were you. I still owe your dad a punch in the face, and I'm willing to take a substitute. I thought you said the whole point was to go be happy. It is. And sometimes, happiness is a kick to the balls. Can I ask you, like, a weird, totally self-indulgent question? Of course. Do you hate gay people? Uh, I am gay. Uh, cool. Congratulations, man. <laughs> Ed, I, I did a lot of things that people like to forget because it doesn't fit their uh, particular agenda. Let me tell you, I do not recommend becoming a tool for wackadoodles. So why don't you say anything? Show up at the Westboro Baptist Church, tell everybody they're wrong. Save a lot of people some trouble. Do you think they believe me? Look at me, Ed. People like that don't want to be swayed by anything. I promise you, they'd find some way to call me a trick or a hoax or some viral social media, whatchamacallit. I've been on Earth a lot of times since that first one. And you know what I've learned? Most people can't change the world. They won't come close. But if you choose one thing to really, really care about and put all your make the world a better place eggs in that basket, you can do some real good. Last time I just ran a Boy Scout troop in Philadelphia. That's a hard place to grow up as a kid, but I got to make their days a little brighter and give them somebody to look up to and show them how to take on the world and still be kind. That's all I ever really wanted anybody to do. Just be kind to each other. I would never deign to call myself Jewish anymore, but the most important part was always the community. Pick a place in yours and be as kind as you can. That's how you do it. Something I always missed about growing up here. It sucks when everybody knows your business all the time, but if people liked you, you showed up when your mom died or your roof had a leak or something. Because <laughs> those assholes in DC sure didn't care about us. I saw two teachers die of black lung before I graduated in the 21st century. Hmm. Everybody needs a carpenter at some point. My dad knew just about everyone around. Was he... nice? Joseph? Yeah. Was he a good dad? He didn't ask for any of that. Never asked for me. But he'd rather cut out his tongue than tell me. From what I've heard on the grapevine, I'm sorry yours wasn't the same. It's... Most things are complicated. Treating someone how you'd like to be treated isn't. I don't know what I'm supposed to do about all this. What's all this? My home. My dad. Me. I thought I could leave it all behind, but I can't. Does everything have to be so black and white? Please, God, tell me Jesus Christ isn't about to give me dialectical behavioral therapy. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I just know people. I love people. But they're complicated. Messy. Made up of a lot of different contradicting parts. And we can say that the bad parts are bad without denying that the good parts are good. What's good about here? Ed Tucker. I think you could 
tell me better than anyone how much there is to love about these mountains. And that's okay. I'd like folks to just be kind to people. That includes being kind to yourself. Do you talk to your dad at all? The big guy, I mean. I talk to him every day. And you know, just because you're technically for the other side doesn't mean you can't talk to him too. You two come back soon, you hear? I should have enough of my sourdough starter to share by then. Couldn't you just miracle more? Not unprecedented. Ah, but that ruins the fun. Hey. Uh, hello. I'm gonna give you some advice. I assume I can't stop you. Let her see you get hurt. That's it? Yeah. Then believe me, I more than have it covered. Do you need a hand up? I've got it. You see, where I come from, we actually encourage each other to complain about our problems instead of just insisting they're all happening for a reason. Is there any way I can respond to that without sounding like an asshole? No. <laughs> I like you. Don't tell either of them I said that. But I like you. We can both agree, like, that was completely crazy. Right? Are you still an atheist? Yeah. I didn't get three doctorates in science for nothing. Then I'm still a Jew. Right. I can't believe Jesus called my dad a dick. Hey, Lucy said you went for a walk and, well, I hope this wasn't a break-in. You mind if I sit? Knock yourself out. If uh, it's not offensive to ask, does it hurt being in here? In a church, I mean, with the whole... Antichrist debacle. When I was a kid, my mom would take me to church here every single Sunday. But my dad never came, which, duh, I guess. And the whole time, I would always have this abominable migraine. I thought it was the overheads or the incense or later all the more evidence I was going to hell, but nope. Just biology. I've got one now, actually. Probably only in an Advil when I get back to the house. Wow, that's... neat. <laughs> you ever hear that old joke? How many days does it take God to screw in a light bulb? Just one to say, let there be light. <laughs> it's not that funny. Hmm. It might get you a few laughs at Paulson's. Never tell anyone to try stand-up. That's a dangerous game. I've always told you, Ed. You can do anything you put your mind to. Your first mistake, really. Hey, hey, hey. You want me to tell Laura you said that? Oh no, please, God help me. 
You tell her? It helped clarify a few things. I hope you don't mind. I told that woman in detail every way I attempted suicide as a kid. At least now she knows why they all really didn't stick. You know what she always told me? That kid is the bravest little toaster I've ever met. And I'm going to make her stop burning every slice of bread that comes her way. (laughs) Oh my god. She actually said that? Verbatim. (laughs) Jesus. I wish I could have stayed with her in college. She always said the weirdest shit, but it somehow all made sense in the end. But you found another therapist, right? Uh, Well, yeah. But? I never said but. I'm sensing one. Call it a hunch. I mean... You try showing up at Stanford fucking you in your mid-twenties with a beat-up Ford and a thick-as-hell redneck accent, a list of DAC shit a mile long, and then suddenly you start acing every class and make it to four doctorates in less than a decade. Not exactly a recipe for Miss Popular. I was lonely. Color me shocked. Especially when I was getting tenured even before I turned 30. You said you were doing great. I was. Academically, yes, I was killing it, but... I would drag myself to these parties and see all these 18, 19-year-old babies talking about going to Cancun for spring break and think, what the hell are you doing here? I'd worked my ass off to get there, turned my whole life around, and shown up at my dream school just to find out there was still something wrong with me. I was a hick, and I was poor, and I was different, and I was fucked. I thought I was miles above homesickness for this place, but I still got it, and... I hated myself for that every time. Well, I promise, Laura and I are happy to know you- No, that's the problem! It wasn't just you! I missed driving without traffic and good food that wasn't vegan or keto or juiced or whatever, but just something that a real human person who saw your fifth grade art project and chaperoned your prom made for you! I miss seeing the leaves change and snow on Christmas and shooting deer out of the yard without anyone batting an eye because we all just got that they're stupid pests. And and that feeling when you're driving through the mountains after it rains and the entire tops are all covered with mist and it looks like the sun is punching through the clouds. And when we were driving up a few days ago, it looked just like that. And I started crying so hard, I had to pull over. And when Lucy asked me what was wrong, I couldn't tell her because you don't get it if these aren't your mountains. And And the worst part was when I felt really bad. And I just wanted to curl up into a ball or cry or die or both. And I hated myself for thinking it every time, but I always did, and I guess that's biology, but biology is bullshit. Because all I could think of was, I want my dad. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me. Can I tell you something you're not going to want to hear? You and the rest of the world. There's nothing wrong with you, Ed. If every relationship in our lives was easy and made sense, we wouldn't be human. We'd all be clones or insurance commercial actors. It was supposed to be easy after this. I did the work. I got better. You did. I don't think Ed ten years ago could have taken all the news you've gotten as well as the Ed in front of me. You grew up. 
Scary things happen. But now you can fight back. Why get better when you can get stronger too? But all the stuff that's happened to make me this way, I don't want it. I didn't want any of it. My brain, my destiny, Stanford, Jerusalem, Linus, the rapture. I don't want to be strong. I want to be okay. Do you know why I decided to help you, Ed? All these years, and you've never asked. I didn't want to look a gift horse in the mouth. Ask me. Okay. Why me? Because every day in that classroom, I saw kids who were bright and funny and talented and absolutely bursting with potential. But thanks to time, place, money, whatever, they would never get to see that potential blossom. They would end up in the system, or prison, or killing hogs a few miles down the road. When I saw you at Paulson's that night, I knew I was being given a chance to help one of those kids. My mother called them God moments. Times when the universe improbably comes together to tell it to you straight and shows you the way to do good. Serendipity. Yeah. I'm a teacher. My job is to help every kid, no matter what, be the best they can be. Your best is very, very special, Ed. But nobody was bothering to just look. You needed someone to see you as you always were. A genius? A person. I don't want to be special. I know. And I'm terribly sorry. Do you think there's a way we get through this? Me and Lucy? And the world? I'm not the person who can tell you that. This is all quite a lot, to be honest. I mean, you met Jesus, Ed. But what can I say? What I can say is that I couldn't have helped you if you didn't let me. You bought me a drink. You called me back. You pushed on through. You chose a harder, but ultimately better life. I think you'll see the tough choice in the end. And I think you'll take it because you're a good person, Ed. You're one tough cookie, but that heart of yours hasn't shrunk an inch. That's strength. You need another minute? Yeah, um... Actually, I'll be back in a little bit. Are you gonna be okay? I'm gonna go talk to my dad. Hey, Dad? Huh? Can, uh... Can we talk? You're not 13, Eddie. Sit down. You want anything? Uh, no. I'm good. I don't drink much these days. Hmm. So, what is it? Um, so... 
Lucy, right? Your friend, yeah. What about her? She's, uh... She's not my friend, actually. Be shocked if she was. Can't imagine someone like you getting along with their babysitter. She's not... She's actually... My girlfriend. I'm gay, Dad. Or... Bi. I'm... Bisexual. And... And... Is that it? Don't you have anything to say about it? Kid, if you want to go and be a jackass and date your guardian angel, that's your trial. I don't give a shit if she's a woman or not. It's not about the fact that Lucy is my guardian angel. I just came out to you. Like, you're daughter is here telling you she's bisexual and you want to harp on me for getting into ineffable political bullshit? Yes, because you're being a jackass. I'm asking you to forget about the rapture and all that shit for five seconds and listen to me. This is... This isn't easy for me, okay? You picked a really hard place to grow up for someone like me and it took a long time for me to figure this out, so... A little support would not be unappreciated. What do you want me to say? That I'm proud of you? That I love you no matter what? That you're brave as can be for telling me you're letting yourself get fucked by some angel just because she put down her halo? I told you. I don't give a shit what you are. It wouldn't matter if she were a fucking one-eyed purple people eater. You'd be signing your own death warrant either way. We're going to fix this. You're not going to do shit, Eddie. You're going to go back home, and she's going to set you off like a redneck Hiroshima. And you're going to give this planet a good scrubbing down. Now that's what I'd be proud of if I were you. I don't want to end the world, Dad. I'm not like you. I, I think humans need to stop killing this planet as much as the next guy, but that doesn't mean I think they need to be wiped out. I'm one of those humans. What you are is an abomination. You are a hellspawn that has passed its due date. You are a very large cog in a very old war that has been raging since before the atoms that make you were even shot into existence. And I recommend not getting too far above your raisin in that respect. You are a mutually agreed upon bomb. I am your kid! I was a kid, Dad. You were told what I was, but as far as I knew, I was just a kid. I have never understood, even after everything that has happened, what I did to deserve this. And it will take me much longer than we have time left to come to terms with the fact that the answer is fucking nothing. But I'm trying. Do you know the percentage of the global population that has BPD? How many of us try to kill ourselves? How many succeed? All of them are a lot bigger than what would make this easier. You and Mom, you almost made me one of them. She wanted me to 
hate myself for being anything less than perfect, and you just wanted me to hate. But guess what? Dad, you both failed. You or this thing are not the ones that get to define who I am. Because I've done the numbers. They don't look great, but I don't care. I am a percentage of a percentage of a percent, but I am going to be the one that's happy. You're a fucking idiot, Eddie. And you're gonna get yourself killed. But I hope you don't. Thanks, Dad. Your hair. Your mother always liked it when it was that long. It was the only thing I ever agreed with her on. Everything grows too fast. Part of the regeneration, I guess. Huh. Well, human, huh? Give us a call when you get back, okay? It was a pleasure meeting you, Lucy. Glad someone's taking care of our Ed. Are you giving my guardian angel her report card? Nope. Just glad to know you're going to be okay. I'm always going to be your teacher, Edison. Well, that's a scary thought. I haven't done a book report in decades. You two all packed up? Yep. Okay. Be safe. Be safe. Be safe. We will. Ready? Uh, I'll meet you at the truck. All right. Uh, I'm gonna go load the washing machine. Ed, sweetheart, thank you again for coming. Now, where'd you get that? My dad gave it to me. For protection. It's kinda an ineffable loophole. Sorry for keeping a firearm under your couch. I see. You gonna keep it? That's the question, huh? Can you hold it while I use the bathroom? Um, sure.
Oh my. Here's my answer. Thank you. For everything. I... I am so, so proud of you, Act Tucker. Okay, I'm ready. Let's go home. Edison, your hair. Yeah? What about it? I like it. You look very handsome. Thanks. Now, what is that? Maybell? You named your gun Maybell. My souvenir. Maybe I'll play the music for you sometime. Lucky me. That's correct. And this time, you're going to plug into me and make sure you don't collapse again. Are you sure? Lucy, I am what I am. Might as well do some good with it. All right. Be very, very careful. Don't tell me what to do. Make me. I was standing by my window on a cold and cloudy day when I saw that hearse come rolling to carry my mother.
Where the Stars Fell is a production of Caldera Studios and is produced by Newton Shottlecotty. This episode was written by Lucy Brown and Newton Shottlecotty. The voice of Daniel Cotter was Damon Allums. The voice of Laura Cotter was Donna Jia. The voice of Joe Tucker was Steve Shell. The voice of Raphael was Daniel Milhouse. The voice of Jesus Christ was Brian David Gilbert. The voice of Judas Iscariot was Lewin Beaver. The voice of Lucille Kensington was Madeline Harview. The voice of Dr. Edison Tucker was Newton Shottlecotty. Script edits were done by Brad Colebrook with a sensitivity read by Kit Adams. All sound effects taken from audio library, sound library, free sound, original Foley, or used under Creative Commons license. Find transcripts, social media links, and places to listen at wherethestarsfell.com. make sure my cultures didn't die. I'll be back from my bag in a second. I'd better not hear you checking the fridge. Well, did they survive without you chattering away at them? Edison? Ah, ah, ah. I wouldn't do that if I were you. Not sure how much more ineffability it can take. What did you do to her? Be not afraid, Lucille. We need it alive, not dead. And you're late. Her name is Edison, and if you don't- I said we need it alive. That's a pretty loose description, don't you think? So, unless you want to find out what I consider the bare minimum, it might be a pretty nifty idea for you to come quietly. You're in a whole lot of trouble as is. Where are you taking us? Oh gosh, it's all very exciting. We haven't put an angel on trial in ages, and last time, well, it certainly is time for another war. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears. Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a podcast which combines the art and beauty of classic literature with the fun of Dungeons and Dragons roleplay. These episodes are led by me, Kate, your master teacher, which is Dungeon Master meets High School English Teacher. We take on quests in these fascinating worlds, meeting and adventuring with the greatest literary characters of all time, solving puzzles set up by the dubious Dr. Frankenstein. One eye is over there, and the other eye is rolled over there. Exactly right. Hunting Moby Dick alongside Captain Ahab. (laughs) I've rolled a one. Are you rolling? Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a faithful yet irreverent way to interact with the stories which have influenced us for centuries. Plus, it's a much more exciting way to experience literature than writing an essay. Essays don't have swords which burst into flame, or poop monsters hiding in toilets. Anybody got some poop for me? A new episode of Of Mice and Men and Monsters is released every other Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. 